Hey everybody, it's Chris, your number one ghost host, and your Disney detective, Greg. Wow. Thank you for joining us, everybody. It's been a whole week. I hope you guys went and saw Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Yes. It was. It was. It was. Uh, you know, pleasantly surprised. Well, I'm. We're not going to say any spoilers yes, here today. No. We're going to kind of keep it light and bright. Of course. Um, yeah. So we're looking looking forward into the future as much as um, I guess re- relishing in what uh, 2019 has offered us in terms of uh, Disney. So uh, that's pretty much going to be the theme of this episode. It's just a quick recap, a quick look back at what's happened in the world of Disney uh, in 2019, because I cannot believe that uh, we're almost upon 2020. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. You're my sentiments exactly. <laughs> I can't. I can't even understand how we got here so fast. I know. All right. So let's, um, I hope you guys had some great holidays yes. as usual. Um, hope you guys, uh, you know, ate a bunch of food, you know, had Saw to loosen. a bunch of family. Yeah, family. Mainly ate a bunch of food and had to loosen up a couple belt, you know, buckles. and As we all do. You know, move a couple notches out. The American way. That's the way to do it. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to kind of cover this, like Greg said, the past year. Um, so, I mean, this may not be in any particular order, but uh, some of the, we're going to hit some of the top, big, top things that happened this past year. Yes. So let's talk about um, one of the biggest ones. Disney acquired Fox. Boom. There you go. 72.2 huge deal. billion it's, dollars. It's huge. Huge. So <laughs> so what do you think about that, Greg? Do you think that uh, you... Do you think, do you think that was a wise choice on Disney's part? Or do you think $72 billion could have been used better somewhere else? Right. Um, I, I think... I think it was good that Disney did that just mainly because a lot of certain characters in the Marvel Universe are owned by 20th Century Fox. So now Disney can bring that into their cinematic Do you think it needed to... I mean, I I get what you're coming from. $72 billion to do that? Well, see, if if, if Disney got the cash flow, they might as well do it. If Disney gets the cash flow, they should pay more cast members. Yes. Or they should pay. They should. They should increase the wage of the cast members. Trickle down. I know. Or they. I won't even get onto that. <laughs> I, I, know. I, th- I think this was, in some ways, a good idea. I think in other ways, a very stupid idea. No. I, well, I mean, f- see, for me, when just just growing up as a Disney fan, <laughs> I remember. Well, I mean, trying to. Well, when, when I was younger, of course, like it was just Disney. Disney had what Disney had. And in, in the past literal 20 years, you've been seeing acquisitions, uh, mostly under Bob Iger and his team. You know, the acquisition of Pixar, the acquisition of um, Marvel, the acquisition of Star Wars, now the acquisition of 20th Century Fox, to where it's Disney's not just becoming this, this family, um, you know, friendly uh, company that was started by Walt Disney um, to create stories that they have nurtured, that they have innovated. But they're taking now intellectual property of other people. I mean, of course, um, legally purchasing it to then continue the story and to make their their mark in the world or their mark in entertainment even bigger. For me, I don't really like the direction that that's sort of portraying. That Disney's becoming more of a monopolistic company that's owning literally everything under the sun. But again, like um, going back to my initial thought, like, okay, you know, 
they're able to bring some more Marvel characters into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think that was a win. But again, that is an obscene amount of money uh, to, to, to throw around. Um, and of course, there are better ways to um, allocate that. But of course, you know, we're not in, in, in those high up positions to make those decisions. We can only just sit back and, and, and ask why, you know. Well, I know why. They wanted to get a hold of any cash card they could. Yeah. It's just, it makes no sense to me. I mean, you have, you want to drop $72 billion, but you can't open another park. And we're in desperate need of one, especially down in Florida. Yeah. So you can't build another park, but you can spend $72 billion. And the thing is, Disney's not going to use most of those film names anyways. They'll probably re-release them or put them on Hulu or something like that. But I don't. They're not. They don't need Fox to produce movies. They no. just wanted Fox so they could have the t- uh, the titles for things. Right. Yeah. Just the IP. So, so it's can... like okay. Oh, and that's the whole thing. Like the superheroes. It's like, dude, what is that? The Dark Phoenix like flopped. Yeah, it did. So like nobody wants to touch a X Men movie recently. Right. So like okay, so what? I mean, now you have you know, um, what is that? Deadpool. Does Disney own Deadpool right now? Now they yeah, do. They, yeah. Now which, they do. Which I find is so weird. Like, which I, I don't think of Disney when I think of Deadpool. Yeah, but Disney also owns Lion, uh, Lion Gate or something. Lionsgate. Lionsgate. Yeah, which have come out with rated R movies. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, again, maybe they just don't market it as. Well, they Disney, don't. Obviously, yeah, obviously, Disney doesn't market. Hey, come watch this horror movie. Yeah. yeah. But to me, it's like you 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 dropped seventy two billion dollars on movie titles which is fine i don't think you needed to drop 72 billion dollars to do it i I think i get where your goal came it came from but you're talking about being able to take that amount of money you could have built an entire park an entire park for 72 billion dollars yeah and then some probably i I mean i don't know like i have no idea how much a park would cost nowadays yeah. But I'm betting you're spending at least $20 billion. Yeah. I mean, how many people are, like, dying for a Pixar park or a Marvel Land or a Well, Marvel Star they Wars can't park? do. Yeah, right? I, yeah, because Disney, like, just owns, what, the movie rights? Not, like, the comic books or the... Because I know Universal Studios, they have... They have like, the rights to certain characters. Comic book. Yeah, so Captain that's why America, you don't see the Hulk, Hulk or Spider-Man. Spider-Man or anything. But, but for the movies, can't you sort of just portray the movie character no no character can be in their parks Mm. so even black panther they can be in the movie but the fact that sony owns the right to um the avengers but so people were like well why can't black panther be in the um parks well, he showed up in Civil War, which was like people were like that's a Captain America movie, but it was the Avengers fighting each other. Mm. So he was an Avenger fighting. He was an Avenger, interesting. Yeah, I mean, for for me, it seems it, it seems like it's so convoluted. It's like, <coughs> what is what what is happening? Like, I guess if it comes out, I'll just watch it and just just at the at the end of the day, say, okay, cool movie, let's move There's, on. I just like the the not even like building a new park, but the parks could use updates. You could pay your cast members more. You could hire more cast members and actually staff correctly. Because yeah. apparently... You're like, not wrong. <laughs> apparently, Bob Chapek just doesn't know anything about anything. And, yeah, it's just... And when he says, oh, our cast members are front... Uh, our cast me- members are entertainers. 
well then pay them face character pay and let them join the uh, unions that get paid very well as face characters right if I mean, you really want to say that then actually put your money where your mouth is then exactly yeah but because, bob chapek is just too stupid to understand that i know i will like the like the interesting thing is like there's this now divide because of course it's it's now more of a premium quality vacation where it's getting tougher and tougher to get tickets and to you know actually vacation there but the quality like like you had mentioned like with with the service and the discrepancy with what they they pay the cast members you know to to put up in terms of like a vacation for guests it's slowly widening it's you know it, it, you can definitely see that divide mm-hmm. and i think that needs to be addressed well and the other thing too is it's like like they keep building um dvc yeah buildings which i'm fine with i mean i don't have a problem with dvc but you got to build other resorts then and i'm not talking about star wars resorts i'm talking about resorts that the average family can go to right build more value build more moderates yeah even build more deluxes but you need to build more space for people yeah well i mean first and foremost i think there should be another park coming because like you said like they're just building resorts like crazy and sure more people can come and stay there but how will that affect the parks of course it'll get more crowded so we need that that alleviation we need another park to sort of disperse more people so it doesn't seem so crammed which then detracts from your vacation or the converse can happen more people show up to go to that and the prices go up because now they have to refunnel that yeah see i we won't know until well and this is where the, this is why it's so stupid what they did you spent 72 billion dollars on this now they have to rely on the movies the parks like the merchandise all this stuff to recoup 20 uh, 72 billion dollars 72 billion like i'm sure there's other things that they own they own enough stuff where they can make their money back but it's like you need to recoup 72 billion dollars worth of costs for movies yeah like yeah like how quickly do you like when when you factor that in as you were acquiring it how long did you factor it would take two years 20 years i mean obviously they would have forecasted that it would take maybe five ten years to recoup that maybe that's why they did it because of course if if they can't recoup that they're like what well, well, well then what's the point but then again it might be going off of their power hungriness to say we need to start you know acquiring more so we can have this huge breadth of offerings you know so it's more of like just world this like entertainment domination which is fine but like i feel like you could have made you could have spent less and made up a ton of money yeah and and done more of an impact and please the fans yeah yeah if you made another park that was a pixar park dude you would have brought so many people down there i would be flipping out i mean seriously there's so much content that you can use that's just waiting to be you know put into a park or like I'm not even the biggest Star Wars fan. I've seen the Star Wars movies. Like I'm not a diehard Star Wars fan. I know more more about Harry Potter than I do Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But if you put a whole Star Wars theme park in there, I'd go nuts. But yeah, it would. Like, I mean, me it back. would have to be what I saw in the movie. See exactly, and that's why I think Star Wars Land. We'll touch upon this later in the episode, but that, you know that's why I, th- I think it fell short of expectations because they created something that no one has seen before. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Right. Hold, hold I know, on. I'm sorry. Whew. Whew. That was a close one. Because that could go into a whole close different one, thing. Close one, Chris. Whew, thank you. Okay, so I, Drew think me we, in. I, I mean, we could definitely keep beating this horse dead. Right. Or this dead horse more. Um, so let's move on from there. Because yes. I, I think we both can agree, like, it, it may have been beneficial, but I think there was much better places they could have put $72 billion. Yeah. But again, I just it, it's the whole concept of Disney. It's Because Disney's not Disney anymore to me. 
because they have so many other companies that work that that, that are it, their own entity that like Disney's sort of getting lost in that. Like, oh, they have Lucasfilm. Oh, they have 20th Century Fox. Oh, they have, you know, Pixar. Like, what is Disney anymore? You know, like Disney used to be like, that was their pedestal. But now it's like, it's sort of meshed in with all of the other huge businesses that, that they've acquired. Well, and that's where it's, I, I, I'm okay with going wide. But that foundation you built upon. Has to stay true. You, yeah. It can only hold, like a foundation can only hold so much weight. Right. So if you're well not going to put more work into the foundation, which is the theme parks, the original animated movies, like things that Disney has done well. And now, what they succeeded in. Don't get me wrong. I think Bob Iger, I'm, I'm not going to say he failed completely. I think his acquisition of Star Wars, albeit from the reactions of the movies, was probably the, a good choice. Yeah. I, Pixar was obviously a good choice. Yes. I think the Marvel movies... Out of anything Disney has done in the past probably 10 years, maybe even 20 years, that was the thing that completely like brought Disney like a buttload of cash. Oh yeah, and it's continuing to do so. Like, so I think I I think there are certain things that are very very good for Disney, and we'll get into the whole Marvel thing in a bit. But right. I I just feel like you have done so well with the things in the past. Why? I'm not saying um, don't expand more, don't try new things, but don't forget what made you successful. Yeah. And for me, I think again they're just trying to get that width, that that all of like as many offerings as they can, where I think it's detracting from their their um, their initial vision. You know, when when Walt Disney started it, and for me, I'm a little scared about that because I don't know what Disney's going to turn into. I I don't want them to be this big monopoly or you know, force where they own everything and it's sort of, it's, it's lost its magic. I, I still want that, that Disney where, um, you know, it sort of harkens back to your childhood because now like, you know, they're just making movies, you know, screen it and bringing in the cash um, and, and focusing on other intellectual property that's not their own. And I mentioned this in episodes past where I think Disney, Disney does exceptionally well um, with the in-house content and intellectual property that they create themselves. Whatever they acquire, you know, I think that there are some growing pains with, with all of those entities. Of course, the growing pains do end uh, quicker than others, yes, uh, but there are still growing pains that I think detracts from, I guess, their growth. And it might pivot them into a different direction that they would, wouldn't initially do or, or go to. And uh, again, that direction then I think stays away from their initial purpose, their their vision of that family-friendly, magical sense that so many people have come to know Disney for over the past, you know, close to a hundred years. So, no, I agree that's just with my you. take on it. So let's move on a yeah. little bit here. Let's okay. Uh, next step. Next step. Because there are other ones that I can go on for a long time. For sure. So let's uh, let's hit on uh, live-action movies. Okay. Sweet. What have you thought about some of the live-action movies? So, I think I think for me, um, I'm sort of steadfast in this. Have you I, seen any of them? Sorry. Have you seen any? So, yeah. So I'm I'm getting to that. So uh, so I'm pretty steadfast in my opinion with this, just because the live-action, of course, they're rebooting their classics. Um, they're they're doing a heavy dose of Disney Renaissance movies as of as of recently, but of course, it started with like Cinderella, then Alice in Wonderland. 
I never had a burning desire to see them because I knew that the originals, like the animated features, are the ones that I would always prefer. Now I know that might be a little um, closed off, but that's what's led me to not really see any other live action. I tried The Jungle Book. Now John Favreau, who directed it, he's a phenomenal director, phenomenal writer. He also does The Mandalorian. But when I saw that movie, it just it, it didn't give me a Disney sense. It was just like some other company was doing it. Um, and I didn't really care for that interpretation. And so I'm like, well, if that's the same feel that I'm going to get with other live action remakes, I, I'm in no rush to seeing them. Like if it's going to be on, if it's on and, I'm, and I happen to sit down, I'll watch it. But I won't really do it under my own volition. So I don't really have a whole lot of judgment. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really have a lot of say of like how the, the most recent live action interpretations of Disney classics went just because I, I haven't seen them and just because I know that they will not be able to touch the original animated versions. So what are some of the movies that have come out this year? Yeah, so I think uh, we got Aladdin, live action Aladdin. Um, that one seemed interesting just from the trailers that I that I saw. Um, very, very surprised to see, to see that they casted or they cast Will Smith as Genie, because of course, uh, you know, we talked about this in, in a previous episode that the Genie is such an iconic character. Robin Williams made him, and Robin Williams is the only one to do him, uh, or, or, or to do the voice. Um, again, I applaud that Will Smith gave it a shot. Um, I've heard his friend like me version. Um, not really a fan of that. Uh, just, you know, it's Will Smith's style, and, you know, people like that, but for me, it really didn't uh, get my toe a tapping. But, uh, I mean, I think I will eventually see Aladdin. I just don't know when. I'm, you know, maybe on Disney+. Plus. So, again, that's something else that, that, that we'll talk about. So, Aladdin came out. Then Lion we got King. the live-action Lion King, which I hotly debate that it's not live-action at all, just because all of the characters are CGI animals and... Um, I, I was I was listening to this uh, podcast with John Favreau, and he talked about like the the uh, technology that they used for making the Lion King and even j- the Jungle Book. And they said that it was a, of course, I, I do not know any of the terms, but it's like it was like a comp- it was like a laid out composition, um, like even even like the backgrounds they they weren't truly. Um, live action, like they they it was more of like virtual reality motion capture. So, uh, I mean, I do applaud their technology. I, I applaud the CGI that was used. Like, that's amazing. I never thought that we would be able to get to this point. But again, it just, it, again, I, I, I just got a feeling in my stomach that, like, it's, it just, it's not going to be like the original Lion King. And I know mm-hmm. that you saw, that you've seen it, right? I've actually seen all the live action movies that have come out this year. So, oh, perfect. Okay. So now, uh, enough then, of my blather. Yeah, from Lion what, what King, Aladdin, and I've seen the, the Dumbo movie. Oh, I forgot that the Dumbo, yeah, the, yeah, Tim Burton's Dumbo. That's yeah. right. Uh, so I saw them all. Okay, give me uh, your thoughts. What do you think? Uh, Lion King, just epically beautiful, man. Really? Um, they they nailed that. Um, we took my daughter to see it, and it was great. All right. I thought it was gorgeous. Overall, though, like my daughter in the last twenty minutes of the movie, she ended up, you know, getting she's. Two and a half, so she ended up not being able to last the whole thing. Just yeah. started getting a little riley and whatever. So I just took her out and let my wife finish watching the movie. I didn't really care because I mean it was shot for shot. 
So it's like, besides, like, and at that point, by the end of the movie, it's like, I saw the imaging. Like, it looks beautiful. It looks great. But I don't need to sit in here and watch it. I, I could probably still quote the rest of the movie. I mean, they changed some of the lines around a bit. Okay. But um, overall, it was like shot for shot. Really? So it's, it's just like a repeat? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would still see it once if I were you just for like the visual. Okay. Because it was really good. Um, but it doesn't really hold anything. It's just like, oh. No. No. But if you had to, like, compare it to the original, which one, of course, would you uh, watch? The original. Yeah. There you go. Um, saw Dumbo. Okay. How was that? Because I, I heard that it was, like, it, it, was, it was a different perspective, different point of view. It was very... Different feel. They tried to make it more... There, there was more realism with it. Okay. Um, tried to set it in more of a, like, a, if you put it, if you could take Dumbo and put it into the real world and try to make it more understandable and not so clowny, yeah, as the cartoon, um, that's what it was. Do I mean, you think that they hit the mark, like, like job well done? Based on... I think it did pretty well. Okay. I mean, I, I kind of liked it. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I hated it and I, I enjoyed it, but I mean, it had two of my favorite actors and it. it had Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito. I mean, freaking. You know, the Penguin and Batman back together again. <laughs> so I was not disappointed with seeing those two together again. Like, whenever they were together in a scene, I was just like, this is Batman and Penguin, dude. That's cool. Batman Returns. <laughs> um, So that was good. And then I saw Aladdin. Me and my wife, we had a movie night at our house. You know, it was just me, my daughter, and my wife. We were Fun. just laying. We brought blankets out and um, Pop, pillows out. Yep, did all that on oh, you know, nice. in the living room floor. That's awesome. It was good. I mean, we enjoyed it. Um, we enjoyed it a lot more than we thought we would. It's set more like it's supposed to be in like India almost. Okay. Um, yeah, because I know a- Agrabah <coughs> is a fictitious Indian city, I believe. Y- yeah. Right? Yeah. So or maybe it's like a, in a fictitious but it's supposed country. to be Arab because it comes from you know the Thousand Tales. Right. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it was very good. I. I thought everybody in the movie did pretty good. Um, Naomi Scott did good, and so did Robin Williams, and so did like the uh, forgot who it was who played Jafar. Jaf- Jafar seemed much less men- menacing to me. Okay, just seemed me more seemed to me more annoying than anything. Um, there were certain things that like they did with this movie that I was like, really. Like, we really don't have to go there. Like, they sort of changed things, or maybe they added some? <clears throat> yeah, they added a few things. And... Given the current, maybe, climate? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Gotcha. And they, okay. they, they added some music to it, like a song that Naomi Scott sang, where... Was it called Speechless? Speechless, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, um, like, I get it. I get the whole thing, like, whatever. Like, like, like she wants to essentially be the new sultan. Sure. And like female empowerment, and she can do it, and she's just as capable as any man. And I'm like, okay, I, I get what you're doing, but historically, at that time period, that would not have been allowed. That's not what would have happened. Like right. she could not have talked back to her father that way. And I, I and I understand it's a Disney movie. It's like people are like, well, we're allowed to have liberties. Like obviously, we're not being 100 percent historical because right. genies don't exist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I get that. I, I get that whole thing. About? But to me, it's like. Like, I came to watch an Aladdin movie. I did not... Like, that's not what I wanted to see. Like, and I'm, I don't want to constantly be sh- having that shoved down my throat. So, like, that kind of, like, put a sour taste in my mouth with that movie. Okay. Um, Overall, and, like, I'm like, like, and just to be fair, like, I'm not saying women can't be powerful and women can't be smart or anything like that. It's just that, like, 
when I see a movie, I want to go see that movie. I don't want something else to be shoved down my throat. Right, especially in the guise of a movie. Yeah, like if it's supposed to be like a a live action remake of Aladdin, like you should follow that. Yeah, and I'm not saying it has to be cookie cutter, but make things a little bit different. But like to put a whole new like sub theme in there now, it's just like yeah, yeah, it it throws off the, the like the whole pacing, the whole like I guess aspect of the movie and what it's meant to be. Yeah, so yeah. like to me, I, I like. I can see that. Yeah, but I mean, like, I. Yeah, but then like Will Smith's character, I think was awesome. Okay. I think. Uh, I think he did a good job. I think his, he did a good job. I think he his, had a few nods to Robin Williams that he did very uh, um, graciously. Nice. But I think it was definitely Will Smith, and I liked Will Smith. So my wife kind of explained it like, um, it's. If you could take a more, like a, obviously like an older version of um, Will Smith's character from The Fresh Prince, mm-hmm. and then put him as the genie, and then just you know dump blue paint on him, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but he was like comedic timing was great. Like, uh, like one of the best scenes in the whole movie was when Aladdin and the genie first meet. You know, the Sultan and Jasmine, <laughs> and Will Smith's character was he just like the, the genie was just so embarrassed by Aladdin in the movie it was hysterical yeah so like, i think genie did a like will smith did a very good job of it and if you like if i would say go see the movie overall i thought the movie was a great movie um besides some of my you know sp- specific opinions about what needs to be put in movies just for the sake of being put in there and being relevant whatever um that's a whole different discussion and I, i'm not saying don't see it because of that and i'm not saying it's a bad movie because of that it's just that when i go to see a movie like i don't want movies to always become political and have to prove a point like if that's what movies are coming to then i don't want to see movies yeah like it's supposed to you know get you into this fantasy world not bring in like you know the the problems or the issues of the world and you know to make that front and center when you're trying to escape you know and trying to enjoy yourself yeah exactly i completely agree but i mean so yeah great uh i guess an analysis of of those remakes that came out in 2019 um and like you said it, they are worth at least a watch oh definitely okay um definitely all for different reasons sure um and then we have um yeah we have i think three other big ones that we should that we should talk uh t- touch upon them so let's do w- one that you can talk upon more okay because the last two i can talk upon for a long time true Okay. Um. So Star Wars. Star Wars. Land. Land. I have not gone. I have known. I know that it has not done that well. Yeah. I mean. I'm not saying it's tanked, but it has not gotten the audience. Um. And like anybody who goes says that they love it, but they have not drawn in that audience that they thought. No. No. I mean, for me, like I, I, I call it the Star Wars cul-de-sac. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's such a small little like little boop you know of uh disney's hollywood studios it's just like this little extension so it's just a little extension and for me it's like again you have so much content disney in the star wars universe you can easily make a huge star wars park and it would be, it would just kill everything else it would be amazing um yeah it's just it was like a little bit of a teaser that's like okay here's what we can do how do you like it and so i mean i sort of want to I sort of want to think that that was just their experiment to say, okay, how how will fans react? And then, oh, once we gauge that, we'll then course correct and create a park. But um, I don't think that is going to be their intention. 
uh, Star Wars Land came out both like, both on like on each side of the coasts in in the U.S. You have the one in Anaheim, California, then you you have the one in Orlando, Florida. Both of them are pretty much cookie cutter from what I've heard. I haven't been to the the Disneyland one, but it, it's basically you know um, it is themed off of the sequel trilogy. Go figure. Um, between I believe episodes eight and nine, and that's where the Resistance goes to hide out from the First Order. So it's this completely new, like, wild space planet that, um, like, they reconstructed this abandoned settlement for um, resistance, um, you know, for, for the resistance. And, um, again, it, it, is, it is quite small. Um, you have only one, well, now two working rides because Rise of the Resistance came out. I'm actually looking forward to to going on that in a couple of weeks when I go in, um, you know, into my next Disney trip, number 27. But I heard really good things that like it's cutting edge, um, you know, motion capture, it's cutting edge technology in terms of a ride and experience. Um, so I think that might, you know, complement the, the Millennium Falcon smugglers run very well. Of course, you know, they have that little bazaar where you can go to get uh, trinkets, apparel, collectibles you can create your own lightsaber you can create your own droid uh very nice touches um that I, I i do appreciate i do respect they have little cantinas that you can eat at um but again i i think they just missed the mark i think they created something I, again they wanted it to be disney disney they didn't i i don't think they wanted to you know oh let's let's um create a set that george lucas created let's create something that we can create that we own that people can associate with us and for me i think that was a disservice to the fans just because the fans uh, we love star wars um with all our hearts and i i think it goes without saying that we would kill for having a park or just like a little land that we can go into and step right into the movies i think that's what Universal Studios did so well with Harry Potter. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter, they took it from the movie. You can walk into Diagon Alley. You can ride Hogwarts Express. You know, you, you can go into Green Gods. You can go into all of those, like, um, what is that watch? Uh, not the watch, that wand maker, Ollivanders. Ollivanders, yes. Yep. You can go and you can, you know, you know get your own, own um, wand. Like, they did it so well, and I am a Harry Potter fan. Star Wars, though, is my first love. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I definitely do love Harry Potter. Um, and for me to love it even more, just because I was able to um, step into it, that that Universal um, appreciated the fans enough to create um, a, a literal world right from the movies, I, I give them so much credit. And that's what I was hoping for with Disney Star Wars. I mean, of course, it was the talk of the town for like the past two or three years. Like, oh, this is what we're adding on to Hollywood Studios. Like, this is going to be amazing. But, you know, as it developed into its own thing, it's like, oh, you mean you're not creating a set from the movie? Or you're not like doing anything that, that we know and love? Like, this is something brand new? Like, okay, let's see how this goes. And ultimately, I, th I think they missed the mark. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's again like with pandora they did a phenomenal job it's like you're, you're walking into pandora from what you see in the movie you can you can ride a banshee you can go in the rivers of the light um it it, it is like you're in the movie and um that's why pandora is still 
a lot more popular than Star Wars Land, even though Pandora's been around for, what, two, two and a half years? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think Star Wars is, is such a different beast that Disney has to pay attention to that, that it's not like anything else, and therefore it should be reviewed differently, and, um, you know, they, they, they should be able to, um, you know, create something that the fans have already seen from the movies so i mean overall star wars land i would i would not say that it is a must <laughs> to go to really no it is it is not a must um of course outside of rise of the resistance just because i haven't so you don't feel like just going and seeing it at least once that's a, <sighs> that's not even a must no what? i know i know i know i know you can like, you can I, disagree with I me. I don't even... I mean, I like Star Wars enough, but, like, I can't believe you would say that. I know, and I can't believe I say that. It's it's just the... It's just N- Not the, even to see the level of detail at all? Well, see, the detail I, I don't appreciate, because, like, they intentionally made things decrepit, well, dilapidated. That, that was the point of Smuggler's Run. So, the only thing that I really appreciated was when I walked into the hold of... The Millennium Falcon, and I walked into the cockpit because, well, guess what? That was from the movies. Everything else was not from the movies, so I don't really appreciate. I'm like, really? Like you spent all this money, all this time to make things look run down, and yeah, I just it did not do it for me, and I don't think it did it for the majority of the fans, and that's why Star Wars Land is not getting as much acclaim as Disney as the the Disney Corporation was hoping it would. So again, I think it was a misstep. Um, if you want to go, go for it. More power to you. But I just, I, I just don't want you to get your hopes up, <laughs> just mm. because I like. So in January, if they did, if they weren't opening up Rise of Resistance, I wouldn't even go into Star Wars Land. Wow. Yeah, I wow. would not. I know that that seems harsh, but that's the truth for me. Like they, yeah. I'm blown away. I am blown away by that answer. I did not. I did not think you would ever say to not check out something at Disney. Yeah. Because you're well, always the kind of person to at least try it once. Well, see, okay, well, I mean, <clears throat> you, yes, you should, you know, just go through it just so you can see it in person. Um, so I do you're recant just saying, that. I'm not saying, you know, steer clear away from it, but you're just yeah, saying since set it's your new, expectations. Yeah, just go in knowing that um, this is a brand new experimental process that disney is doing they're creating something like this this new world that you've never seen before so don't don't come into it with your usual star wars expectations because you won't be met it will be something different so yes definitely check it out at least once and then you can make your own judgment but for me it's like you can walk through that place in literally five minutes and then you're done um of course with the rides i think that allows people to stay there more but yeah um for me it's a one and done unfortunately I, okay. i'd rather spend my time at, in, in toy story land which is you know with with the big popsicle sticks and the and the and the uh, green army men okay so let's um move on here yeah so we're, we're transitioning from star wars are we going into marvel or are we go to marvel okay all right so and- how many marvel movies have uh <coughs> premiered in 2019 2019 yes only i think only two okay 
Captain Marvel, and Endgame. And Endgame. Yeah, I, I do believe so. And um, saw I saw Captain Marvel. Okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it, it just, like, to me, it wasn't as engaging as other ones. And I think the reason why it was like they, they were forcing her into the story to make her an int- integral part of Endgame. So it's like, oh, we need this super powerful being. Let's just throw her in um, and then sort of rewrite maybe some of the past events. Like, oh, yeah, she she's always been there, but yet she's, uh, you know, she's out fighting. Well, and I don't have a problem the universe. with, you know, the character as a whole. I just, no, no, no. Overall, I thought the movie was just meh. Like, it was okay. It was good. Right. But, I mean, I liked Black Panther more. I liked Doctor Strange more. I loved Doctor Strange. That's my favorite Marvel movie. Yeah, so I mean, like, there are other movies that I liked more than Captain Marvel. Um, and then, obviously, the big one, Endgame. Bum, bum, bum. Now, that movie... If, now, if anybody has not seen that movie, spoiler alert. Big time. Here we go. Chris is now... We're opening this Pandora box. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought the movie was good. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Very nice. I actually think... Um, um, Infinity War was better. I agree. I agree with you on that. I felt like the stakes were much higher. Yes. Because like my whole thing is it's like, okay, we know Thanos doesn't have the stones any. Like, like we know Thanos has the stone, so what's going to happen? But like halfway through the film, when I found out that he didn't have the like in the beginning 15 minutes, when I right. found out he didn't have the stones. Yeah, like this farmer. Or whatever. Yeah, and he got rid of him. Like, okay, so Thanos is nowhere near as strong as the rest of them now. Well, I mean, he's strong, yes, in the movies, but he's not as big of a threat anymore. No. He can't just, like, control matter, time, space, energy, the mind. He can't do any of that anymore off sheer will. He actually has to fight people. So I'm like, okay. So he's not as intimidating to me anymore. Like, I'm like, okay, so there's not as big of a threat. Okay, whatever. Um, I, I did not like how half of the movie, it was cut up into thirds. It was, like, the first third was, like, everybody on their own journey. Right. Kind of thing. The second act of the movie was let's find the time stone. Let's, let's find all the stones. Let's pull it back to the future. Yep. And then, which, by the way, that's even a joke. Even Paul Rudd is like, are you telling me that Back to the Future was a bunch of BS? Yeah, right. And then the last third of the movie was the big old battle. Oh, yeah. The insane battle. with, <laughs> Yeah, that was just boom, 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 a mile a second. Yeah, so I thought the movie as a whole was really good. Um, I so that's where I was kind of like bummed. I'm like, I like the whole getting the stones thing. Like that was just to me. I was like, this is so stupid. Did you agree with the characters they chose to let die? Um, yes and no. Okay. Black Widow. That moment in the movie, I really thought Hawkeye was gonna die. Same. That's what I was thinking. Same. Um, but it was cool how they were fighting each other to mm-hmm. see who would sacrifice themselves. I, I really did like that interplay. That was a really good scene. Yeah, so I really liked that one. I was kind of expecting Captain America to die, to be honest with you. Mm. See, I really like what they did with, with that character. Literally, my favorite parts of Endgame were the scenes with Captain America. Uh, yeah, see, like, like, I was so pissed what they did with Thor. Oh my gosh, yes. The whole... Well, not the whole movie, because in the beginning, he was the one that, you know, killed Thanos. But it's like, really, dude? Like, the whole, uh, the rest of the three-hour movie, you are 
what this comic relief guy was yeah i hate fat. it i hate it yeah what did they did with thor absolutely of course, like okay that version of thor was in the comic books yeah you didn't have <sighs> to use it like what why, why did you green light that version of thor oh uh, like it, i just it just literally like this is so stupid and then um my big thing was um so once again spoiler tony dies <gasps> I love you, 3000. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was so happy that Tony died. Yeah. I, I no, no, no. Was... Let me rephrase this. How I, you evil person. I was happy that Tony was the one that ended it. Yeah, because he was the one that started it. You know, exactly. like it was a full character development. Because yeah. everybody was making such a big deal about Captain Marvel that like I was worried. I'm like, if Captain Marvel is the one who finished it, finishes Thanos and finishes yeah. the whole series, I will be livid. Yeah, it's like, why would she come in a movie before and then completely be the reason why the whole universe is right again, you know? Yeah, I would I would have been so pissed. I probably would have started cussing at the screen in the theater. I would have been so pissed. I did not want Captain Marvel what to... What the goofy? End. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I would. Not, I don't want her to end the, end the series. I wanted it to be Tony. So I'm he really glad the, that Tony was the one the who right finished one. everything. Yeah. Um, I I literally was crying from the moment Pepper Potts says you can rest now. From that, no, no, yeah, yeah. So I started getting emotional when Peter Parker, um, you know, Spider Man, yeah. you know, is him trying to like keep Tony awake. When he's over, but yeah, then eventually, when Peter, when Pepper Potts looks at him and says it's okay, you can rest now. We'll we will be fine. Obviously referring to her and, you know, their daughter. Yeah. That's when I was like, oh, my God. I just, I literally was crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like, you know, like extreme, like crying, but like I was like in tears. Like, like and I couldn't stop and... them. Oh, for man. Like from then until I would say about um, once Captain Marvel was going to put the stones back. Okay. Um, But literally it was like from that scene mm. all the way through the burial scene. Yeah, I was, funeral, and yeah. then like the hologram, and right. the, the I forgot what was that one guy's name, but when he asked the kid, he's like, "What do you want to do?" And she's like, "I want a burger." He's like, "I'll give you as many burgers as you want." Oh, happy, happy, yeah, and happy. like I was like, "Oh, just stepping in to try to comfort and be like a dad figure to her." I'm like, "Oh my gosh," and obviously as a dad, that hit me really hard. Oh, for sure. But I can only imagine, you know. So that was tough. Um, that was so that was like I I was crying for like ten minutes. So look at that. I mean, it looks like it was very cathartic because you like you first started like, oh, you know, I would start cussing with like to the screen. I was almost so angry, and then all of a sudden like, oh, there it is. You know, like get, it got me, man. It got me crying, which is which is good. Like that's what a movie should do for like you know it, it should get you so engaged that you want this to be done so right. Yeah. And when it does, and when they do it, and they wrap it up so neatly, yeah, that you're able to have that reaction. That's when you know that they made a great movie. And I'm I'm so happy that they did it the way they did. Good. There are things I would have changed. Yeah. But like when I we got done with the movie, it was one of those things that I was like, "What's next?" Yeah. Like that big question. Like, what is coming? So will will this be now phase four, or is this going to be a new direction? I don't. They haven't really announced anything of what's coming next. Right. I mean, what's kind of um, weird to me is, from what I understand, they kind of backed off from Brie Larson's. Captain Marvel from being the face. Interesting. And it sounds like they might be doing a few, just like a lot more, just like spinoffs. Okay. For a bit. 
okay. before they try to pull any big like grandiose. Sort of like pulling a Star Wars where they're doing like TV shows. And... Yeah, or uh, I would even be fine if they did like small team things like every five years, but not oh, an yeah. overarching. I mean, because this was 10 years in yeah. the making. And like, honestly, I, I don't see that formula being sustainable for every 10 years. No. Like, they need to change it up. They need to do something different. Yeah, so I don't see that happening. Um, if I if I had to pick somebody to be the next face of the Marvel team, it would have to be Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was going to say that, or even, like, you know, the, the face of Marvel being Peter Parker or Spider-Man. Yeah. I like the idea of kept, but I mean, like, the, the leader of the entire group would be Doctor Strange for me. Yep, that's a great... Mm-hmm. I think I he just totally has more agree. knowledge than everybody else, and yeah. I think uh, he is probably the most mature out of everybody else. I agree. And I mean, he still has that jerkishness that Tony he had. Does. Yeah, you're right. Um, so that was my thing. I, that's what I thought about Endgame. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I just, uh, it's. I'm still at that point of like, there's no more. Like, I don't know what to do with this. Right. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. I uh, mean, again, if there, because it, it seemed like. The like the more Mar- Marvel movies they made, the more they delved into the comics. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see if they're going to continue that trend, or if they're going to try to. Well, no, actually they are doing another movie. It's about the Eternals. Yeah, I don't really know. Okay, don't worry about it. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like the Collector was an Eternal. The oh. um the um the guy from Benicio del Toro. Yeah, and then um. Guardians? No, the one from Thor Ragnarok. Uh, the elf? No. Gold Bloom's character. Oh, okay. Yeah, jeez, I thought of Thor Two: The Dark World. No, elf, what is what elf? is Gold Bloom's character's name? Yes, I I know who you're speaking about. Is that the ancient? No, that's not the ancient one. Mm, don't know his name. I forgot what his name, but yeah, he's considered an eternal, I think. Um, okay. But yeah, so I mean, like, I'm kind of excited for that one. But uh, yeah, then I heard you know talk that oh you know Marvel wants Keanu Reeves. Yes. And that would actually be pretty cool. Keanu I, Reeves. To I'd be, be very interested to see what kind of character he would be. Right. I mean, there's talk like oh they want Keanu Reeves to come back as Constantine because you know he did that in 2005. Yeah, but is Constantine DC or Marvel? Oh, that is that is DC. Never mind. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, Marvel's you know trying to capture. Uh, well, because everybody Reeves. wants a piece of Keanu Reeves now. Everybody does. He's so, the man. He's so awesome. Let's wrap up with the last thing here. Yes. The one on everybody's mind and computers and, and streamable devices. Yeah, like everything right now. Everything. Is Disney Plus. Disney Plus, baby. Yes. Initial thoughts, what do you say? Uh, so I was, um, I got it uh, about a week after it came out. No. Yes, I, I got it a week after it came out, and I got to say I'm loving it. Like McDonald's, I'm loving it. <laughs> um, for me, I, I can't get enough of the, of the Mandalorian um, I do love their originals and they get to put on all of the wonderful shows that I grew up with. Uh, I've been binging even Stevens. <laughs> I'm getting ready to watch Phil the future, the 22nd century man. Um, and they literally have, yeah, they have all of their content on there and they're, well, not all of it. They true. have a lot. That... And they're trying to, you know, get more like once, uh, different contracts are up, you know, on Netflix and other things like that. But they do have a lot of content, um, a lot of classic movies, a lot of like classic, even live action movies um, or, or shorts of Mickey Mouse, like even back into the 30s and 40s. Like, so it's really cool that they have literally this this huge um, library that goes back to the beginning. And uh, I'm very pleased with it. I, I do like the pricing. 
For me right now, I just have Disney Plus. I don't have the Hulu yet. It's because, um, you know, we currently have a different Hulu one. We might rope it in, but um, I, I, I got a pretty good deal. It was like the year-long subscription where it's like 16% off. So I'm like, instead of $7 a month, it's like $5.50 or something. But um, I'm so far definitely, you know, using it to like the fullest. Again, it's, it's just a lot of the classic shows that I grew up loving. So I'm re-watching those, sort of letting my inner child geek out. Um, but I, I also subscribe because I know that more originals are coming out and, and I'm looking forward to those. So I think Disney Plus was a great addition to their catalog. I, I definitely think that it will compete with Netflix and um, all the other streaming services. I mean, heck, Disney now has Hulu um, as well. So but they've had Hulu for a while. For a while, yeah. So um, I think very, very good. Of course, you know, with it being like the initial offering, um, of course, there are bugs to be fixed or, you know, um, responsiveness to the app that, that will be changed. So I'm looking forward to that. But overall, I'd say it's a very good investment. How about you? Oh, I love it. I think it's been great. Me and my wife have been watching uh, Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's also on my list. Yep. Uh, my daughter has never seen The Jungle Book, like the 1967 version. Yes. So now she's obsessed with The Jungle Book. Yes, that's a great movie. Um. I'm excited to watch a bunch of stuff that I watched as a kid like yourself. Like, I can't wait to watch Gargoyles and Darkwing Duck. Yes. And, um, like, some of the Disney Channel original movies. Like, when that first came out, I rewatched. Um, oh, my gosh. What was it? Uh, Halloween Town. Oh. And I watched uh, Brink. Brink. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. So I watched a lot of those. And Johnny I, Tsunami was on there. I saw that. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, definitely adding that there to the list. There are some shows, movies on there that I really want but they don't have the title for them yet. So, like, the original George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser. Oh, my gosh. That's such an underrated movie. I love that movie. I recently watched that, actually. Yeah, they have that one. They have uh, The Big Green, the soccer movie. The Big Green, okay. That they don't have on there yet. So there's a lot of movies that I really want, but they don't have on there yet. So one of these days, once they do, I'm going to be... And they're going to be collecting more of those movies that they have rights out to. Yeah. One of the things that I wish, and from what I've heard other people are wanting... Since Disney has so much material, like look at all the Blu-rays they've come out with that have all those special features and behind-the-scenes things from all those movies, people want Disney to put that stuff up in a catalog in okay. Disney+, Plus, yeah, which would be awesome because it's like, hey, you gave us two and a half hours of material for Snow White. We'll put that up there on the extras because like each movie has um, extra an extra section. Right. So put that in the extras. That'd be great. It's really interesting that you brought that up just because the other day when I was driving home, I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, well, I recently just bought a couple of, you know, Disney movies for my collection and they have special features, like tons of hours. But I'm like, I also just got Disney Plus. I'm like, should I have gotten like the physical copy? I'm like, well, yes, because they have the special features and Disney Plus does not. And I'm like, will they be putting the special features on Disney Plus and I think that would be a great addition I think that would be a huge selling point as well it's like you can get behind the scenes footage you can get interviews you can get the special features that you have Mm. on like the limited editions like a diamond edition or the you know I think yeah I I think that would be phenomenal no I and that's where it's like I just can't I I want that stuff on there I mean there's I want it now there are some movies that it's like oh man so underrated like I was rewatching The Rescuers last night and then I started. I turned on. I started turning on uh, uh, the Great Mouse Detective. Oh man! And I fell asleep during it because we, me and my wife were laying in bed. We were watching it. Yeah. And I, we ended up falling asleep. It was like midnight. 
but that's such a good movie i know they have some great one i mean even more recent ones like treasure planet treasure planet my wife loves treasure planet. treasure planet um atlantis the lost empire like come on like these are some really underrated hidden gems that are available to you all right everybody i think we're gonna wrap today's uh podcast up just a recap of this whole year man Ooh. so much has come out yes so so uh yeah we started off talking about what did we start off talking about it was oh the it was acquisition. the acquisition yeah of 20, 20th century fox and what that means for the future of disney and um you know if, if it was a wise decision um in different aspects of the purchase uh then we went into the live action remakes that 2019 uh had to offer it was just dumbo aladdin and the lion king so our consensus is even though i didn't see it and chris has that it, there, it's definitely worth one watch you know just to see that you've or just to say that you've seen it um after that we transitioned into star wars land talked about my very strong views <laughs> to that um yep. but yeah yep. i mean at, at the end of the day you know you're you know what you like so make sure that you give it a shot if you are down either in disneyland or walt disney world um so after that we went to your bread and butter we went to marvel marvel and i thought uh definitely enjoyed it kind of in a empty state of nothingness since i don't know when or what's coming out next with marvel quite existential of you chris yeah an existential dilemma (laughs) and then we wrapped up with disney plus the thing that people have been looking forward to forever and everybody's freaking out about i think that was the silver lining of 2019 I think I think that was the thing of 2019 that I I don't know Endgame and this and Disney Plus were the things for me. Right. Yeah, it's that huge payoff of 10 years in the Marvel yes, universe. Yes, that's like half. That's like what is that? That's like a third of my life that I spent. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's crazy. That All crazy. right. So Greg, where can people find us? You can find us and follow us and message us. And talk with us on Facebook at My Disney Addiction Podcast. On Twitter, our handle is at My Disney Addicts. And then don't forget the gram. Gram it up on Instagram with, um, at My underscore Disney underscore Addiction underscore Podcast. And if you are interested in being featured on our podcast at the end, a nice little cherry on top of every episode, we do look for um, hearing your voice and uh, welcoming you to the Disney Addict family and uh chris how can they be a part of our episodes well what you guys can do is you guys can take a video picture whatever you can message us on facebook you know you can message us on instagram twitter or you can email us at my disney addiction podcast at gmail.com just go ahead put your name where you're from how long you've been a disney addict you know, if you have some thoughts on anything we've said, anything you think about Disney, anything at all, you know, as long as it's within reason, maybe like a paragraph, you know, we would definitely like to read it off, get some of your thoughts out there, because we want to make sure that we keep this as open as we can for the fans. We want fans to know that this is their podcast. It's not just me and Greg's. It's everybody's podcast. We want your stuff out there as well. We want you guys to feel like you're a part of this family. Exactly. Yep. That That's a perfect way to end it. So it's been a great 2019 and then what is the i have the sign off quote oh okay make it good chris this is the last one we'll ever do in 2019 to quote thanos i am inevitable oh 
That was a perfect synced <laughs> up snap, man. Oh my gosh. That was awesome. You're gonna see it's a destiny. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. That was a Titan Cast episode.